I don't think our people want to hear this again, but you want to bring me here. I feel like Valentine's Day is a sham. A sham. Like, here's what you do. You'll say, I don't know why I should. I, I shouldn't. It's, it's just another day. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Like, what's the mental block? This is you just being a rebel just because you like, I don't know. You rebel, a rebel in- without a cause. Facts. Yep, this is Season Walker, the cool, calm, collected one. And I'm Ronnie Gatry, the emotional one. And we are the Tipping Point Podcast, your source for the black male's perspective. <laughs> Walker! We Watch the cool! Watch Peace and blessings, beloveds. We want to thank you guys for tuning into the latest and greatest episode. And shout out to all of our listeners, whether you're new or old. We appreciate you guys for hanging out with us for a little bit. And everyone has returned after a, 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 a what a week off, a hiatus, a yeah, little bit. Unfortunately, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, how are you doing? Uh, I'm okay, Walker. Uh, I had a lot to share last week. Uh, I'm going to try to filter that down, but you know, well, let's do this. How are you doing? Oh, overall? Yeah, we're going to get back to all the things you want to share. I'm okay. I guess I'm okay. You're okay? Yeah. Okay. Black, how are you doing? I'm doing good. It was a uh, good week for me as far as, like, things that I'm interested in, like shows that I watch. But they're, like, like sub-genres. They're not really popular. Okay. Anime? Yeah. What's wrong with that? Most people don't keep up with it, but, like, there like, were, like, like two me. episodes but trending they- on Twitter. Okay. Yeah, we're kind of big. I'm sure somebody listening to this. Well, there was a big episode of a show called Attack on Titan. There's a big episode of a show called Demon Slayer. And then, like, after that, we had the season finale of Boba Fett on Disney+. And to top it all off. I'm all in on Boba Fett. To top it all off, we have Comic-Con. We got a hit. Were were you being honest or No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and on top of it off we have what now we have comic con this weekend in birmingham which is a anime gaming convention okay so no need to ask what you're doing this what how you so no buddha this weekend for you we can do both you're gonna buddha and comic con comic con i'm gonna do just on saturday because i don't want to get stuck on the field playing ultimate frisbee when you have the big game that starts at 5.30. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. I forgot about that big game. Yeah. Yeah. You would have known how to. Ooh. Yeah. So it was a good. It was, and on top of that, to add more, I finally saw the last episode of Ozark. Uh, no, you didn't. Well, before the break. Okay. okay. So it was a good week television-wise. No spoilers. Oh, I'm not. But you know I'm locked in with you, right? So you 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 enjoyed yourself. This, yes. Yes. This- Okay. Good so for you. You have a good weekend, Black. Okay. Yeah. Comic Con. You going Walker? What? What is that? He just told you what it was. You weren't even listening. I, the 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 non listening responsibilities are for me. I heard everything. So why are you asking me what Comic Con is? I was giving you an answer. You don't you don't like them? Go home. Okay. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> Uh, and how gets worse nightmare. <laughs> Seriously, uh-huh. <laughs> let me reel it back in. How are you, Walker? Don't, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> um, I'm doing good, man. 
Doing okay. good. Uh, busy week, productive. Um, all in all, good. Okay. Doing well. Ooh. Awesome. So let's 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 get back in. Let's let's discuss you real quick. Let's get back into okay. you. I'm gonna try to make all this, this stuff brief. that was on your mind. Okay. Just a lot. Just. The, f- the first thing is personal. Then we're gonna get into the funny stuff. Oh, um, we always lead with personal with you. <laughs> go ahead. And it ended up being funny, but go ahead. I have a hard time saying no. I did not. Well, depends on who you're talking to. Yeah. Depends on who you're talking to. Depends on who I'm talking to, what the topic you is. You treat us like ninjas and say no whenever you feel like it. But go off. No. <laughs> See? <laughs> See what I'm saying? Uh, nah, I had a, I had what could have been a potential conflict in the workplace. And I really feel like me being able to confidently say no to what was being proposed was a difference maker. So um, considering my struggles with that, I'm gonna give myself an applause. That, that happened last week. I was gonna share that before the power went out on our- what was That's why we did not record right. uh, the week before we lost power. So, so um, celebrate the victories. That was a huge one for me, um, but no. So <laughs> we haven't done this in a while, but longtime listeners, you may remember a, a mini segment that we tried to build, but I stopped giving it life. But um, Things white people ask Gatry. Cue the theme music here. Uh, Where is it? We I don't had know. the soundboard. I don't, I don't, Why you even? Because I don't have anything worthwhile. Why are you asking to cue people if you got the soundboard? Okay. Anyway, I'm just, I'm talking to the producer. Yourself? <laughs> is that? I mean, is that a crime talking to yourself? No. Okay. Just in front of people is really weird. <laughs> so. <laughs> So at work, man, I'm I'm in this I'm in this weird situation that I've found myself in every February since I've been employed there. And as you know, it's Black History Month. So right. yeah. <laughs> so I have to applaud my organization for wanting to do stuff for Black History Month. But um the context of the story I'm gonna share with you has to do with deal with the conversation of planning in terms of what we're gonna do. And so when those questions or concerns make it to the table, all eyes come over here. Right. So why? Because I'm the only. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at any rate, um, <laughs> I'm ready to pot. Let's go. So so we were having a conversation about that. And uh, one of my white female co-workers asked me. She says, do you know what the Black National Anthem is? (laughs) Was she quizzing you or she generally? She was genuinely asking me. Yeah. And you said? I said, lift every voice and sing. And so when I said that, her jaw dropped. And so then she asked, she was like, do you realize how long that song is? And I said, yeah, I do. And I'm asking, okay, where are we going with this? So she goes on to tell me about this event she went to. And um, it had to deal with a black female being sworn into a high office in this organization. Uh, An office that no one, no black female has ever held this spot before. Mm -hmm. So um, when that is anticipated, of course, black people are going to rally around that. We're going to celebrate. And so she went on to say, you know, she felt like she was at a concert instead of like an inauguration or swearing in of sorts or whatever. And she talked about all the music she heard. You know, it was uh, this person come up and sing, that person come up and sing, and so forth. 
But she says, Ronnie, when we got to lift every voice and sing, I did not know what I was in for. She said, number one, I didn't know there was a black national anthem. And she said, number two, I had no idea I was supposed to stand for the black national anthem. Ronnie's question, as he interrupts like he normally doesn't do, well, do you stand for the, for the regular national anthem? She says, yes, I do. I said, were people standing when Lift Every Voice and Sing started? She said, yes, they were. And I said, well, why didn't you stand? She said, because I'm white and the only people standing up were black. I didn't know if I had permission to stand. I said, okay, I don't understand, but okay. <laughs> so she goes on to ask me about the history of Lift Every Voice and Sing. And she is, she just cannot believe that this song is as long as it is. And so I was honest with her. You know, the, these are the type of conversations you have to have, I think, to move the needle. I know you have a difference of opinion, Walker. You don't know that. I do. We've, we've talked about this before. You don't, I don't even know what you're talking about. Okay. Well, you'll know in a few seconds. Keep listening, Walker. Don't change that dial. Minutes, not seconds. Keep going. <laughs> okay. So um, I gave her the history, at least in my personal absorption of Lift Every Voice and Sing. I've been in environments to where they sing an abridged version. I've been in environments where they sing the whole version twice. And I've seen everything, not everything, but I've seen a lot done with that song in between, right? And so um, she then asked me, she said, so you stand when you hear this song? And I said, absolutely. There's no, there's no wiggle room for this. So she says, well, why do, why do black people have a national anthem? Why can't we all just have the same national anthem? Mm. Yeah. Now, now in the moment, I was I was taken aback by this Walker. Uh, I didn't really want to answer like I wanted. Uh, well, I felt like I couldn't answer the way I needed to answer. Okay. Right. So, um, <laughs> am I blackish at this point yet? Am I on the show at this point? Mm, I, I mean, I mean, we've already com- like your your life is kind of close to Dre's. Okay. So cue Dre Johnson minus here. the swag. But go ahead. <laughs> are your compliments over or are there more in store uh stay tuned anyway uh so i gave it to her as best as i could and i told her i said if you're familiar with any aspect of the civil rights movement this song had a lot of power this song inspired a lot of people that look like me in the face of oppression in the face of segregation and she says, well, Ronnie, I get that. Yeah, I get that. But why that song? And I was like, well, that I cannot answer. But as for me and mine, when, and I guess I've just been trained. When I hear that song, I stand up if I'm not in a, in, in a car or something like that. But yeah. So thoughts? None. Black? It's just surprising to me because, like, just just think about the Olympics going on right now. When they get on the podium, they may not be playing your nation's national anthem, but everyone stands for it. You're referring to the Winter Olympics, I guess. All the ones going on right now. Okay. Are you watching that, Walker? Okay. And, like, when you watch, well, you probably don't, but World Cup soccer, they play both anthems before the game. Everyone stands for the anthem. Oh, yeah. Even the NBA, they play the Canadian national sure. anthem. Everybody you stands. Stand. You're yeah. standing for that. So, uh, yeah. 
So that was the latest instance of things why people ask Catherine. But I was, that was another thing. Like, between, I guess, what was the time frame between her experiencing that anthem and getting back to you? It was less than a week after. So she's had time to research this on her own and not ask you anything. Which comes into the school of Walker. Nice segue, Black. Okay. What's the segue? How you feel like if you really want to know this stuff, you need to go find it out for yourself. It's not our jobs as black people to teach it. Teaching this to white people is exhaustive. Does any of this sound familiar, Walker? Yeah, so why are you asking me to say it? I'm not asking you. I'm reminding you of what's in your school of thought. Okay. Reminding me? Yeah, because just minutes ago, you were acting like I was speaking some foreign language in the Winter Olympics. I know where you was going. (sighs) Okay. I know you don't have much. I told you. I, didn't, I don't know what you want. What, what do you want from me? Well, we agreed I was going to share the segment. I shared it. I was putting it on the table for discussion. If you want to move on, let's do it. It's not <laughs> time for discuss or trash, but you just trashed it. No, it's not. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, Black hit the nail on the head. She had plenty I, of time to find this out. I can't help but to think. And I've got my own thoughts. But, dude. I just at least once want to be in an arena in your vicinity for these questions to be asked to you. I just want to witness it once. Yeah. Me too. (laughs) 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 No, I I think that like what I would, what I, if, if someone was to ask me that question, I would definitely ask them, okay, how come it can't be the same national anthem. Well, I would ask them, okay, have you heard all of the national anthem? Mm. That would be my question. Now, are you familiar with some of the parts of the national anthem that was left out? And if they aren't aware, I would point out the third part of the national anthem. The national anthem, although the writer, the author of the national anthem, didn't really have black people in mind. So this is something that is important to us during our struggles in this country. This is something that has united us, galvanized us, and something that we sing. It is for us. It doesn't refer to us as less than a slave. It doesn't refer to us as any of that. So that is why we champion that as ours, because the spirit and the core of the national anthem, even though we've taken out the bad parts, was not written with us in mind. That is why we have our own. That's all. That's what I was playing to her. <laughs> Have I told you lately <laughs> that I hate <laughs> the doors of the church are open? <laughs> Have I told you that I hate you? This may be the first time this month. <laughs> okay. Good thing it's the start of it, right? <laughs> Great Black History Month. Huh? <laughs> um, before we get into like the main topic, by the time this is released, it will be Valentine's your Day. favorite holiday. What you doing, bro- buddy? Let's start off on what I'm not doing. Is that fair? I mean, that's how you want to answer the question. I'm not doing anything. Okay. My wife's not doing anything, but I will share this. This is a little change in the Gatry household. Er? Yeah. 
my youngest son expressed a desire to do something special for his mom on Valentine's Day. So I took some time with them earlier this week or whatever day it is at the time of this recording. And uh, we made some handmade Valentine's gifts for my lovely wife that we will present to her on Monday night with heart-shaped pizza Okay. at the request of my youngest son. Did you make anything for her? I'm about to make these heart-shaped pizzas. Gotcha. Just curious. Let's hear about uh, the love letters and candles and uh, Christian Louboutin and Godiva. Sound like you know what you should do. No, dude, dude, you gonna bring me here again, Black? I don't, I don't think our people want to hear this again. But you want to bring me here, so we're here. You, you can stop it. Oh, wait, 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 time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. So you knew how I felt about the previous subject, but you just had to hear my take again, right? I needed a confirmation. Oh, you yeah. needed a confirmation. So let's get a confirmation here, since yes. you're in the confirmation mood. Okay. How do you feel? I feel like Valentine's Day is a sham, a sham. Okay. It's one day, and I got to go do all this extraneous stuff to augment my perceived love for you. What's extraneous? Godiva, Christian Louboutin. Um, What else did I say? What else do you do for your wife? Love letters. Candles. Playlist. Playlists. These are all in the bag of Walker. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah to me that's just a, that's a little extra so um so so doing something thoughtful for your wife is extra no doing something thoughtful for my wife on valentine's day because the world says i have to on that day is extra so what's wrong with doing something nice for your wife Oh, it's fine. But you know what? You on, know that, on that day. Oh, on that day. It's just, I, I just don't want to give in to that just to appease whatever society says is important about that day. I don't think society will ever know if you don't tell them what you do for your wife. But that's the thing. We don't have this conversation when it's not Valentine's Day season. I'll talk to you next week about it. You want to? We can do that as a, as a, as a follow-up. Sure. Okay. Sure. Because like, because like, I think I think, is, I think socially I think it's the same attitude he has about setting goals. By the way, maybe, maybe, and but socially, is, this is just this is just you being a natural rebel, right? Socially, okay. no one cares about all the great and thoughtful things I've done for my wife, even leading up to today. Who cares about what society thinks? You do, obviously, for having this conversation about Valentine's Day. Okay, so three hundred sixty-four days out of the year, you're going to do something nice for your wife. A strong 271. Okay. No, but that's what I'm saying. No one cares about that. We don't have conversations centered around that. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. But what I'm saying is, is that 364 days, you want to let your wife know you love her. Absolutely. Yes. But but it will be a crying shame to do it for 365. To do something extraneous. Why does it have to be extreme? Why does it because that's what society says about Valentine's Day? You You want to keep doing this, Katri? What does your wife like? 
What does your wife like? Does she like Christian Louboutins? <laughs> no. Does she like all that stuff you named? No. Okay, what does she like? What is, what is a thoughtful thing that she enjoys? When I cook. Okay. So, when you cook. So, what is her favorite meal that you cook? She she is very she's a big fan of the um what do I make the salmon um salmon well, Wellington yeah okay so if you made a salmon Wellington and let's say you learned how to massage because that was one thing that we've talked offline that you're not that great at because she does stand on her feet a lot based on her line of work correct what if you rubbed her feet cooked her a meal and while you're rubbing her feet said I appreciate you and I love you. On Valentine's Day. Yeah, on that day. What's wrong with that? Did you have how much money did you have to spend? How much extraneous work you had to do for that? More than I want to do. Because you don't want to do nothing. On Valentine's Day. I'm not well I'm Because you don't want to do nothing. I'm I'm Because put, that's not a lot. I'm putting heart shaped pizzas on the big green egg. I'm not trying to brag here, but <laughs> for my son. Okay. We're not talking about your son. What about for her? What is something thoughtful you can do that doesn't cost a lot of money that you know would, would mean a lot to her? Because we... Cause here's, I'm trying to think of stuff that I, that, that I don't already do. That's oh. what I'm trying to think. That's why it's taking me so long over here. Okay. Okay. So you cook for her, and that's it. Ooh. Okay. No one else is cooking in the house. I guess I'm just so you make it sound like you are rebelling and not doing nothing. I'm not doing anything. But you just make. I'm doing remember, that for the boy. You remember how we said we, we're going in circles? I'm doing that because I'm doing that because my boy asked me. So I'm looking at you, Black. I think I should move on. What do you think? You think- I agree. Okay. Because this is going nowhere. Fast. Okay. What are you doing? What am I doing? Um, we're going to have a nice dinner at home, and I'm gonna give her a massage. What about the Louboutins? She doesn't like those shoes. Really? She don't like the red bottoms? No, she's not big into that. Okay. And as far as like gift getting, like she just goes and buys it. Right. We've established that already. Yeah. But Walker, the massage and the dinner are things you do outside of Valentine's Day. Yes. Okay. That's all I'm getting at. But I can do it that night. Sure you can. That's, that's all I'm getting at. So do it. That's the that's my whole point. Like, I don't even know why that doesn't come. Like, here's what you do. You'll say, I don't know why I should. I, I shouldn't. It's, it's just another day. Well, do it. <laughs> like I don't understand like what's the mental block with you again this is you just being a rebel just because you like I don't know you rebel, a rebel in- without a cause facts and I know you thought about that for the title well, put it here oh, without a purpose <laughs> dang you too black the same thing cause purpose you know yeah you, it's, there's no point like you, you make your point and you be like mm, I said that but what does that mean Nothing. Just do it. And you should do it. Not because it's Valentine's Day. Because you love her. 
You know, I mentioned how marriage is about service and you know, wanting to. Oh, yeah. I don't know anything about that. Services are closed on Valentine's Day. Yeah, that store is closed, shut down. They'll open the next day, though. And the day before. So, guys, the question I want to ask y'all is, as it pertains to dating, I sent you guys a clip about a week or so ago now. <laughs> um, and the YouTube channel is, I think it's LaPeace, Let's Talk. And he has, like, like, a panel of people on, and they talk about various topics and whatnot. And so this particular topic was in the area of dating as it pertains to people who exclusively date outside of their race. And the question was, is dating outside of your race a form of self-hate or internalized racism? What are your thoughts, Gabe? Uh, I don't think they're either. I think those are reaches. Both of those conclusions. I, I, I think it's a matter of personal preference. Okay. That's 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 high level, of course, right? So that, that has the ability to be dissected into other micro issues, right? But I just think, I really felt like in this case, they were making too much out of that and robbing people of their own personal preference. As, we've, as I've shared on the show before, I've got my own personal preference. Surface level, yeah, I prefer black women. Yeah, okay. So we've got that. So you trickle down a little bit more. You know, you do your filters as you're finding stuff online. Okay, boom, advanced filter, click here. I like a little, more, little closer to the fair inside. Okay, click here. I don't like short hair. I don't like medium hair. I like it long. Click here. Results, please. Now, as I dissect all that, I can't find any other like micro issues within that. That's just what I'm naturally attracted to. Now, am I saying that there aren't any dark skinned women with short hair that do not catch that, that don't catch my eye? Not saying that at all. But for my personal preference, which I have a right to write and entitled to, that is what I'm attracted to. Okay. So you don't think that that is a form of self-hate? No, no. What about you, Black? You agree? Disagree? Well, to start off, listening to that discussion, and this is like, I'm going to get to it, but it didn't seem like it was asked like in a genuine manner. Like he was looking for like a gotcha, like to try to trap the women. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like to me. But for the point of... By the way, sorry to cut you off. Hold that thought. Is it's men and women on this panel? I think it's like three men, three women, three and four, or four three or four, four, something like that. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, the 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 guy Jr. is like the moderator, so, so to speak, because he's not getting a lot of his input. He's letting he throws a topic out and then let them discuss amongst themselves. So continue. Yeah, it felt like it was going to be one of those gotcha situations to try to make them say something. But as far as the uh, the question, like. Could it be a form of internalized racism? Or self-hate? I don't think it'd be self-hate. But if it's internalized racism, one question I would ask would be like, what led, what, what circumstances led to that man deciding like he wasn't going to date 
black women or like that'd be a big question I want to know but on the surface or black woman or black woman if he's just on the surface if he if there's a black guy who is refusing to date black women that could be seen as racism because racism is racism is a form of discrimination or prejudice so he's like prejudiced against that certain group Mm-hmm. So it could be racism, but I would also like to know what led to that decision. Because, like, if you think of, like, a Patrick, Patrick Mahomes and his fiance, wife, whatever. Fiance, I think. Yeah, that wouldn't be a big deal because his mother is white and his father's black. So he's just dating what he's seen his whole life. So I don't, his circumstance would be completely different. But, like, a person who was raised in a black home. And he chooses to just do away with the black women. Mm-hmm. That could be racism. Because I would think that if I was white and I refused to date black women, people would be up in arms. Like, that's racism. Why don't you date a black woman? Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't the reverse? Well, it wouldn't be the reverse. But uh, a variant of that also be racist because you're still discriminating against a group right but that's how so are you leading towards you gave a very nuanced answer is is do you think yes i think it can be it depends on what led to that decision to no longer date that group gotcha okay um here's here's what i here's what i would say to to, to this is that i, I don't think I actually agree with the catcher here. I don't think that... (laughs) I don't think that... You can prove... Self-hate or even internalized racism... Based off preference alone. Just off preference alone. I don't think you have a case... To make for either. Whether it's internalized racism or self-hate. I think what gets people in trouble, though, are the effed up explanations they give to why their preferences exist. Right. So that's when we start to get, as as Gatry alluded to, we drill down deeper into how you really feel. Right. Um, I think when your preferences are on the subject of the people you prefer. And it's not about the people you don't prefer. I think that's what keeps people out of trouble. Now, if you're a black man and you, you date exclusively outside of your race, I know a lot of that can be a byproduct of proximity. There are people who, if you grow up in a certain environment where you're not around a lot of black people and you are exposed to people of different races, you will find yourself dating based on proximity. The reason why I attracted to black women or dated black women, married to a black woman is because through my upbringing, even though I was in mixed crowds for the majority of the time, I was mostly among black people, right? So for a lot of people, they don't have that environment. 
Um, I know a friend personally, a female friend, she's married to a black guy, but she's more comfortable in mixed environments or predominantly white environment. Like she opened up to, and told me that in confidence, which tripped me out. Cause I'm like, how can you can't be uncomfortable around? Well, through school, church, whatever, she was not in environments where it was predominantly black. So for her, she was more comfortable, right? That's just proximity, right? And so for a lot of people, one of the reasons that they, they may gravitate to people outside their race is because that's been a part of their environment. I think when we talk about preferences, our value systems play a big part in that. And one of the things that feeds our value systems is environment upbringing right what you're being fed consciously subconsciously in your mind whether it's through music entertainment the whole nine right so i think those things can kind of play a part in our preferences but i think the problem is because i've seen other podcasts where they'll just they don't date black women but they will slam black women now i think that becomes a problem because now it's not about your preferences you're just taking a shot at this group, which I want to know what's your issue with them. And oftentimes for men who do that or women who do that, it's because they have a very dark, tainted, traumatic past dating with inside their, inside their race, which can lead to a problem. What you got? Question. It may be too, but I guess as far as racism, is racism always negative i don't know if it's racism i'm talking just make, in, I mean, in general yeah like so say is that, racism negative yeah like every time you see every time you hear racism it's a negative connotation sure but is racism always negative yes so like if i'm black i just feel like we're mislabeling it okay i mean i'm just saying like I, if I i'm black and i only date black people I'm not, that's not racist. I'm not going to accept any no. people. See, I don't get offended if I hear a white person say, I'm, I'm, just, not, I'm like, could it be I'm racism, but it's not negative. That's what I'm just trying to see. No, I, I don't, just don't think it's racism. I don't think it's racist, period. I really think it's a preference. Now, when your explanation falls along the lines of stereotypes and personal experiences that paint people, okay, it's one, here's a difference. I'm attracted. I'm just physically, I date black women cause I'm just physically attracted to black women. Or I don't date this group of women because X, Y, Z, A, B, C. And I don't like that at all. That's it. That sounds a whole lot different. Doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now, when I start attacking another group in an effort to explain why I date this group, that's when you get in trouble. Because that's not necessary. You're, you, what you prefer should be about what you prefer. Okay, I, I'm just more, more attracted to white women. Like I, that's that's what I prefer. It's right. That's fine. I, I don't yeah. think I don't think that's you know what I mean. Because if if we're gonna call, because here's the thing, if we're going to say, because you you said something I thought was very interesting, is that if we're going to say that. It's self-hate. It's self-hate or anti-black women to date outside your race. Then me and Gatry are anti 
white women anti and that's Hispanic. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> well, if if I could, if I could, a lot that you said took me back to my childhood, my youth. Okay. My first ever crush was a white girl. Okay. I was in a predominantly white environment. Proximity. Right, right. There were not, there were very few black girls that I grew up with, at least up until middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, there, was, there was a white girl I was trying to holler at really hard, mm-hmm. you know, fifth, sixth grade or whatever. But what changed was... <laughs> The church, the church uh, we started going to a lot around that time was predominantly black. So then I get in this environment and I'm starting to mix and mingle with a lot more, not just black people in general, but black females. And I'm liking, I'm liking what I'm sensing. I mean, I'm, I'm really vibing off that environment. My preferences change. Right. What I'm, what I'm curious about is considering what you're saying, black, is that an element of racism? I'm asking genuinely. What was that question? Your, for your preference to change from white to black, are he, is he now being racist against white women? Is that all, all that you're going to consider at this point, starting going forward? Well, just, just I'm, I'm thinking of the life shift at that point. I mean, is, they, are they still on the grade. table? It's like, no, I'm strictly black now. At that point... I don't think I had it defined clearly, but I I've <laughs> I lost interest in white women <laughs> or white girls at that time. Sure. I guess I sort of, and part of the definition of uh, racism, it kind of mentions that it had, it's more than likely going to be uh, a racial or ethnic group that's a minority and or marginalized. So in most circumstances, it's not going to be a white person that's going to be in that situation where they're being the minority or marginalized. Sure. So, and also the fact that I guess when I say, when I think about discrimination, it doesn't all, probably when it's used with racism, it has one definition, but like on its own, it's not really, it's just like having like discerning taste, like, Maybe I prefer beer to wine, like a discriminating taste and things Coke like that. Coke over Pepsi. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess it, if you look at it, probably like how it's intended to look at, then you're like discri- discrimination is bad, racism is bad, but I don't know. It's like I can look at it from another perspective. I understand then, how you, where you're coming from, where you can kind of muddy the waters and make it a gray area. But at the end of the day, I think people have a right to be attracted to what, who they're attracted to. Yeah, I mean, like I said, that's like it depends on the circumstances that got them to that, that decision. Sure, sure. But for a lot of people, especially, I will say this in fairness, I won't ever call it racism because, it, it, because it's not a superiority. I don't look at it as a superiority. It's just an attraction. Yeah. Yeah. Right, it's not a superiority. I don't think black women are superior to white. It's not. It has nothing to do with that, or vice versa. Right? This it, something happens when I see this type of woman. Something happens, like stuff in my body changes. Right? This is okay. Let's go with that feeling. Right? And that that's where your preferences start. Right? That's where your preferences begin to be formed. I, I will say this, 
I do think that it's odd when a person exclusively dates outside of their race. Meaning, I'm a black guy. I'm only looking for white women and nothing else. Or non-black women. No, okay. Non-black women. Okay. I think that's odd because, for the most part, we tend to date with... Let me rephrase that. Well, let 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 me state this. Interracial dating isn't odd. Let's be clear. I'm saying to exclude people who are the same color from you as potential dating partners is odd Mm. because for the most part, if we're going to consider anyone, it would mostly, it would usually be someone who's the same color as us. Even if we're being open-minded and are open to dating outside of our race, we're still including people within our race as well. Right. Right. What? Uh Oh, it's just funny. You said that like you see a black woman, it's just like, it's something about you. And I'm thinking in my mind, it's like, it's not a black woman. It's just a woman for me. And that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. fine. That's fine. But it, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think, I think a lot of it, because what I'm, what I'm getting to in my next question is why do you think it's a problem? Because, because a sister said it, a, a sister on the panel was like, it's self hate. If you're not, if you're a black man and not, <laughs> it's self hate. Why, why, how do we get there? Walker, Walker. Because I don't hate myself. Well, yeah, but 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 I think. <laughs> but, but you no. see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, I just I think I don't think we can prove that. But the the way you ask that question has got me thinking that there could potentially be some validity to that. Uh oh, Walker. I mean, Black, you've seen it too. <laughs> don't act like y'all haven't seen it. Seen what? You've been in a situation or been out wherever. You see a black guy with a white woman. Okay. You can read that black guy's shame most of the time. You can read it. What do you mean? There's a lack of eye contact. The body language shifts. There's there's an element of shame there. I see it quite often. On 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 his part? On his, yeah. Where do you think that's coming from? Now that could be self-hate. I think that's just a lack of maturity. Could be. Could or be. it could just be, man, I just don't want black people just looking down on me. Right. Or it could be... That's that could be a part of because you because because I'm sure that guy can feel that energy yes. from other black women who so, probably wouldn't even notice he was a, he was even alive until they saw him with a white woman. Walker, it's so heavy for me that I go out of my way to not make eye contact or to even be close, just because I've got so much empathy for what that brother may be going Why through. Don't you high five him? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I be saying like, oh, I see why he picked her. Right. Right. Cause, Cause, deep down to me, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, no, man, I, I'm not. In, I'm not in your situation like that. You happy? Okay, good. Then I'm happy. It, it shouldn't matter. It, to Black's point, it should not matter. Right. But, but, are y'all familiar with that? I mean, I don't please don't tell me I'm on I, an island here. I don't think that's. I don't. I know you said that could be. I don't think that it is. What is it? It's probably. It's probably not one to be looked down on as a sellout by black women who feel a way about seeing a black guy dating outside of his race. Right. Okay. Could that be a part of it? Potentially. Because, I mean, is he getting that look? Like, who's giving him the look? Right. I, I mean, I understand what Gatch is saying because, like, that could just happen, like, at a family reunion. You bring a white girl to the family reunion or the cookout and people be like... Because you already know what, what it is. And it's like, it's, it's not just... 
it's not just like the movie Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. It's not like it only happens with white families. We we know we know in our families and black we, we put that some, energy out there too. Yes, yes. <laughs> because 100%. we've been raised where I, I don't know. I've heard situations where their parents be like, uh, "Don't you bring no white girl home?" Facts. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing. That's a thing. Can I? Can I? Anecdotally, hey, you've never heard that. No, no, no. Can I? Can I just? Can I put something there? I'm about to put all my guts out here. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're not already out? No, not yet. Ooh, there's more. Wow. And thinking of my boys, and I've been asked this question a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my wife and I have put my boys in a predominantly white environment day in and day out. In terms By of design. School. By design. Yes. By design. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. On the surface, <laughs> <laughs> if you... If you play the odds, oh yeah, dude. There's, oh yeah. I I can't think. I can't think of any black females. Oh yeah. Yeah, his girlfriend. In my oldest, in, in my oldest son's grade, entire grade, not one. Right. Mm-hmm. So these are seeds being planted. He's going to school every day. Mm-hmm. This is shaping his desires now. How do y'all? How would you feel? How do y'all feel about that? How would me? she feel about that? I know me? you don't care. How would she feel? I think my wife would feel away. What about the grandparents? I think my grandparents, not my grandparents. I think their grandparents <laughs> would feel away. <laughs> I honestly think that. But then again, you got to you got to really say, well, if this is what happens, and this is what you bring home, what's our responsibility? We put them in this environment. What do you expect? By Facts. design. Facts. And that'll be your life, boy coming to the cookout. Life is about choices and consequences. You put them in a certain environment. What do you expect to happen? Right. And and I mean, I can speak to this. I can because that was me. Okay. I was in a predominantly white environment. Right. And I, like you, I've been attracted. I've been in predominantly white environments. I've I've come up through private school. And there have been I've been attracted to girls who was of a different race than yes. me. For sure. It's it. <laughs> yes. For sure. Yeah, the magnet school program opened my eyes. <laughs> but you but you know one thing when I when wide, huh? <laughs> when I when I've been asked this question, I've I've always thought, I wonder how much weight it has from in the viewpoints of my sons seeing their black dad with a black mom. Their dad's black? <laughs> That's where you went wrong, right? There. You made a lot of, you made a huge leap there. Buddy. <laughs> well played, sir. <laughs> so it's just it's just part of my curiosity. Like, how much is that going to weigh? Because I'm serious. When I was crushing on Melanie Reed in third grade, I wasn't thinking about my parents. A whole name out there, huh? Well, so, 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 listen. She's not listening to this. <laughs> Wait till we blow up. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, what's good, Mel? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Your black wife is gonna say nothing. <laughs> Not a dog on thing. Locked down. <laughs> but I, to me, I, I I just don't think you can prove those things because when you think about you think about a person who hates themselves. Oh my goodness, Walker. think of the extremity of that. That is extreme, right? They're almost they're almost a danger to themselves. You think about a person who hates 
anything about them that that that's that's black, right? You've seen people bleach their skin. You see people do extreme things. That'd be so. Sick. This is an extreme. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like psychologically, there's a problem there. So when you talk about a person that being a form of self hate, this is just me. I could be wrong. I, I'm willing to walk alone here. I feel like self-hate shouldn't i don't think it starts and ends with your dating preferences no if it's no, really a self-hate no, thing no you're correct yeah. right yeah. i think it i think it kind of it's, it's deeper than that right other it, it, it seems right like like it's kind of undeniable this person has an issue with blackness with their black cells right right so i, I that's why i think that's a bit of a reach is because i, I just don't think you can prove that and I, like black, I feel like if you're really going to be open minded, if you're really going to be open minded, then why are you eliminating certain groups if you're going to be open minded? Now, again, at the end of the day, you can have your preferences. But what I would challenge brothers who won't date within their race is I think they've kind of it's kind of a lie or a myth that if I date outside of my race I won't have challenges unless you're married you still taking L's left and right right it ain't like like correct so you still catch it's not like you're not catching L's by avoiding black or avoiding women within your own race yeah like one race race is not more compatible to you than another right right like you still gotta that's, make it work that's a good point <laughs> you that's still a, have to make it work like really you still have point. to compromise you still got to put the effort in it's not going to organically happen because she's of a different shade right it's not that's not how that works Jeez. i would challenge brothers who feel strongly about that to get some therapy because the reality of the matter is there are a lot of men who have been looked over through grade school, college, and they're they're in a place in life where they're doing well, some some men, and they feel away. They feel away about the rejection and the women they tried to talk to and how they got looked over and not noticed. They feel away about that. And I just think you need to get someone to help you unpack that because you he didn't meet you didn't meet every woman. So it's unfair to to assign that to a certain group of women because you tried dating within that group and had didn't have success. Mm. That would be my thing. I don't. Again, I think we're mislabeling it. I don't think it's self hate. Now, unless you start saying some effed up stuff, then we're looking at you differently. <laughs> right. But if it's just about what you're attracted to and what you like, I think that's a safe space until you take it further. Just my opinion. Okay. I'd say I side with their opinion. So I, I just feel like I, I think it's, it's a great and I like our platform. I like, you know, when we bring women on to talk, because I think we need to have those conversations. That's why I like that video I sent to y'all, because I think we need to talk amongst ourselves. Because, again, women have been hurt by men. Men have been hurt by women. We're just from a societal standpoint, we've been taught to tuck our feelings and not not wear them on our sleeves or whatnot. So men are carrying a lot of stuff around with them. You would never know it because we just don't, we don't talk about it, which is why therapy is so important. And so sometimes as men, we're acting some things out and it's rooted back to rejection and things we've experienced years ago. I got partners like that. You're reading my book right now too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> being honest about it. So yeah, that I, I just, that's why I wanted to talk about it. Good combo guys. 
Yeah, man. Y'all think we should do this again sometime? Y'all want to try to? No. So, what do you got for a uh, prayer list? Wait, player list or? It's a toss up. What you got? What you got on a prayer list? Uh, I can go first. Yeah, go first because my notes are. Um, I haven't had anyone recent, but Miss USA, twenty nineteen Chelsea. Is it Christ? I believe so. Okay. Um, Rest in peace. Rest in peace to her. You know, again, we all about. I I just mentioned it, but mental health, man. Yes, dude. Um, mine's dated now, but still very important. Um, Ian Alexander Jr. Yeah. Uh, Regina King's, uh, son committed suicide recently. And, uh, that just, uh, it, it shocked me, man, as a father, you know, it's just that empathy kicks in real quick, you know, when, uh, these, when you, when you hear about a parent bearing their, their child. So, um, we love Regina King. We're a fan of hers and just can't cannot imagine what she's going through right now. So prayers for her and her family. Absolutely. Um, that's all I have. Same here. Do you have any any praise reports? Yeah, I do. Rihanna, ASAP. <laughs> Flacco kids. No one cares about that. I thought that was I thought that was huge. Wow. What? I thought you were going to the sports world, but okay. What you got? What you got, Black? I thought he. I thought Ronnie would go with. What are you going to go with? Because he's clearly he's not going with it. What are you going with? Uh, Harold Varner the third. Oh, the golfer. Yeah, black yeah. golfer. Won a twenty twenty two Saudi International. I think that's his second major. He probably won. You don't. Yeah, I mean, I follow Harold, so oh, okay. I, I I'm up on. It. I just didn't think y'all would care. What? You seem you, real you, indifferent. Curiosity. You have a tag on the front of your car and the back of the car. What's the one on the front? I'd rather be driving a Titleist. That's why I assume this would yeah, be your no, 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 I care. I care. Okay. But goodness, but goodness, if we start talking about all the golf stuff I care about, y'all can turn this mic off. You're probably right, but I'm just surprised at your initial reaction. That's oh, okay. Nah. Okay. All right. Okay. You see what he was wearing? What was he wearing? Them J's. I got to get me some Jordan golf cleats. The black and whites. Wait, you don't have any? No, dude. I'm faking the funk out here. It was the black and white ones you talking about? No, I think he, from a picture I saw, I thought he had some threes on. Does on the cloud have any? <laughs> I can't even get to it in time. <laughs> I'm just asking for a friend. Not yet. That's it's across the table for me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, who else you got? No, that's it. That's it. Okay. Are y'all happy about that, Riri? They're good for them. Mm-hmm. Good for, I mean, you know, listen, when rich people win, it's like <laughs> another victory. What are those? Uh, discuss the trash. Who you got? Can we still talk about Brian Flores? What mm. you got? Hey. Discuss. Okay. Um... By now, I'm sure everyone knows about Brian Flores suing the NFL on uh, accusations of racism and discrimination as it comes to uh, coaching hires. Uh, (laughs) Brian Flores says he's got receipts talking about uh, the owner of the Dolphins paying him to lose in excess of 100 grand per game. Um, Walker, this lawsuit is open. His attorneys are going at the NFL 
Uh, the NFL, Goodell has come out since and said, hey, we've got a problem. We need to deal with this. Right. Um, Walker, I'm not here to talk about the NFL. I'm not here to talk about. Yeah, I am talk- here to talk about Flores. My question for you, Walker, what what realistic outcome comes from this? Because look, we know he's not going to win this suit. He's not going to win. He's not going to win. Do you think he settles? Yeah. You don't even think he settles black? I, the only, for what I've heard, the only thing he has any teeth on is the accusation of tanking games. So he doesn't have anything on the Belichick text? Okay. The thing about it is, I don't see how you prove discrimination. I don't see how you prove their in, you can't improve you can't prove their intent. You can't prove that they had no intent of hiring you because you were black. Right. They can say they weren't gonna hire you because you weren't the best person for the job. Right. I will I will say this, even though it is a glaring problem that we talk about all the time. Quote Dr. Claude Anderson, racism on an individual case by case basis is very difficult to prove. Yes. That's a fact. That's why it goes back to the point I made about the previous topic about self hate and internalized racism. How can you prove that based off of a preference? You can't. Unless someone gives you more receipts, you can't prove it. It's very difficult to black's point to prove intent. Even though we know when you just look at the when you look at who's being hired versus who isn't, you know there's a problem. And how and in the level of patience with those black coaches, unless you're the head coach at Pittsburgh, whoa. Unless you're him, the the room for error in terms of for black coaches as it as it compared to other coaches, right? All right. It's it appears to be a noticeable difference. So we see it, but good luck proving it. Man, if y'all don't stop playing and put Tomlin in the black history book right now, <laughs> that dude's black history, present and future. We'll never see anything like that again. I guess when I think about it, if you think about just coaching in the NFL, and I don't know the stat, but like on average, how do how many coaches think last more than five years, regardless of race? Coaches? Yeah. Head coaches. They don't last. I mean, there's a lot yeah, of turnover. They get turned the out. So, yeah. I mean. But but what I'm saying is, even amongst those, how many of those black, how short, how shorter does the leash appears to be with even those black coaches? Because you look at you look at Flores, you look at his tenure with the Dolphins. It's it's hard when you look at look at his performance and you compare it to some other coaches that are currently employed. So, I mean, it's hard to make a case that it's performance-based. But what's so tough about that is every organization is different. True. They have different standards. That, yeah, yeah, so that's what makes it, but, that's well, what makes Walker, it even here, tougher. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm going to go NFL back here. So if you're not a sports person, please forgive me. My beloved New York Jets oh, Lord. hired a coach by the name of Adam Gase, right? Mm-hmm. Who... The season before was fired from the Dolphins after being their two years losing record. Like it wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. This dude is this dude is obviously incompetent under the headset. And where is he now? Oh, he's outside waiting to get on. Continue. No, but 
then, then take it back before that. Adam Gase was given credit for Peyton Manning's record year when he was with the Broncos, and he broke all kind of records. Peyton Manning, dude. <laughs> so it's just like I think about Adam Gase, then I think about an Eric Bieniemy, mm. longtime OC, Kansas City Chiefs. He's coached a MVP winning quarterback, Super Bowl winning quarterback. But you take you take an offensive. He was Adam Gates wasn't even the offensive coordinator for the Broncos. He was like the QB coach or whatever, and he gets elevated to a head coaching job for the Dolphins. But you got the enemy here, who you can make a case is coaching up uh, Patrick Mahomes as the OC, which y'all can't find a place for him. Right. Again, I agree with you, Walker. That's hard to prove, but we all know there's a problem. My conclusion of this. I don't think Flores goes – I don't think he has any – any. I don't think there's any direction with this case. I don't think this goes anywhere. Best case, he settles. Best I, case. I don't, even, I don't even know if that happens. Yeah. Um, the baby and his crew fight Danny Lay's brother, Brandon <laughs> Beals, at a bowling alley in L.A. for Super Bowl. It's because of trash. They fought? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was, I, it was it, Well, the baby didn't fight. His crew thank God. fought. Uh, but he's still, he's, you know, he's still likely to, you know, because, you, you know, he's going to catch some of that heat. Yeah. I want to hear about this. Hmm. Well, yeah, like, because it's. Well, well, you do know about what happened with no, the, the baby this, and this Danny Lay. This is the first I've heard of it. So months ago, did you, are you familiar with the black? I was, I was a steel shot of the bowling alley with people saying, that's why you don't cross lanes. And I don't know what the video had. Hilarious. <laughs> So no, so you do know about so you don't know about you know the baby and Danny Lay they have a child together right and they had you mentioned that on this podcast before did I yes they sort of had like a toxic they had a very toxic public like situation where like he was on live trying to get her to get leave his house and that whole situation and it was kind of a a whole conversation on on Twitter and and just wherever about who was wrong and da 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 right well. Danny Lay's brother uh, was speaking out about it and basically was saying some wild stuff about, you know, when I see you, when I see the baby, I'm going to have some words. It's, you know, that sort of thing. That type of talk. So Social media talk. The baby um, saw him <laughs> and they talked and they proceeded to uh, talk with uh, their fists um, so it became a little, a bit of a, a scuffle in the bowling alley. Um, it was Danny Lay's brother against the baby's uh, crew, and we can we can pretty much guess who came out on the the better end of that. But I just find it interesting. Like I was just thinking about what what if that was your sister, and she's in a in a relationship with somebody that she perhaps shouldn't be in. To what great lengths? Would you would you intervene? Like, how would you handle that situation? It's it's gonna it's gonna have to be something life threatening for my sisters. Okay. It's gonna have to be some life threatening for me to go to a bowling alley and slide up and down lanes while throwing punches. Walker, I'm staring down the barrel of forty years old. I'm staring down that barrel. I'm not here fighting anybody. It's not happening, right? Uh-huh. Um. So. My sisters are grown, uh-huh. right? If if 
if they if they don't feel like their lives are in danger, I'm gonna just chalk it up to life. You figure it out. But even if they're uh, okay, okay. So in other words, you're an adult. You live and die. You, not live and die, but you live with the, the decisions you make, the right. consequences of the choices that you make. Again, if either of my sisters in a situation where I catch wind of some other male putting hands on them, yeah, I'm getting involved. In and it. I don't think, yeah, right. Now, we're I, this, not saying this situation that's, not, is not like we're that. Not, we're not saying that there was hands put on. Right. That we know of, the situation but, is not like that. But right. that's that's extreme. I got to get before I think about having physical altercations with people. Gotcha. What about you, Black? Uh, the thing is. I've seen almost this exact situation before where the couple was kind of toxic. They got into it at a party where the, the female's brother was there. Mm. An altercation ensued. It was ugly. Now, that, that couple, they're that, married. Right. So I'm like, it's probably best to just leave them alone and let them work that out because if you get involved... right. It's not going to be good for you because at the end of the day, they're still going to want to be together and you be looking like a fool trying to get involved in their business. He, he basically took, took my response. Okay. Oh, really? My life experience? Okay. That's how I feel about <laughs> it. That's how I feel about it is that if you're still involved with this person through all this toxicity, you want to be with this person. The two of you deserve each other. Here's what you're going to do. Don't come crying to us when it hits the fan. Mm -hmm. Now, I love you and I care about you. But it's obvious you have you have a soul tie to this dude that I don't have. Okay, so I don't think he's all that. I think he's trash. Right. However, you keep going back to him. Only thing you're proving is that you two belong together. You belong with a trash dude. That's what you're proving to me. So, just like everything else, if you make your bed, what do you have to do? Sleep in it. Now, he puts hands on you. You should call the police. That's the next course of action. And if you need to get away from them, there's things called a restraining order. We have to go through the legal process. If you got receipts, you got proof, you got cameras, you got stuff like that, you need... You need to have a plan of action if you're really serious. But don't come crying to us about what he did now when we told you this was going to happen. Now, because we family, we'll, 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 we'll hold you, we'll hug you, we'll let you cry. We'll get, I'll put a little napkin right on my shoulder. You can just go to town. Be the same team. But when you leave, I'm going right back to what I was doing. <laughs> Podcasting with us Facts <laughs> And I can love you from a distance Exactly Not that deep mm. Even if it is little sis I know you guys supposed to be little sis protected But she's grown Yeah sis being grown ch Kind of changes things you know? Grown So What else you got Walker I want to talk about Joe Joe Rogue. Joe Rogan. I am this close to trashing this, but I want to hear your thoughts. It's fine. It's, it's fine. I, I would. Well, I always welcome it when no, you trash. No, go, go, mm -hmm. go ahead. I, go ahead. So 
it's try, I'm gonna try my best to go back down the timeline. Joe Rogan's been under fire here lately. His uh, COVID accusations or or information about COVID. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna take over? No. Okay. <laughs> has um, has sparked some outrage uh, with a lot of people to the tune of him losing tons of subscriptions and followers and such. But then um, shortly after that, he'll be, right. be alright. Yeah, he's not he's not crying on my shoulder. But then after that, um, this video came out. All the N-words spewed by Joe Rogan over various parts of his podcasting career. Um, What I want to talk about, Walker, as messed up as all that is, I want to get to your girl. I want to get to your girl. Why she my girl? Because you listen to NDIRE. I haven't listened to her in a long time. But you have. You listen to more NDIRE content than I have. Okay. She your girl. Even, even for shock value. Um, Which is exactly what this is. <laughs> People love it, Walker. You should. We should read the comments. Um, <laughs> Where are they? Can we, look that, Can we look at them now? That's not important because they don't exist. <laughs> that's irrelevant. You just need to look at them. Um, Indy Ari came out, and um, I think she shared one of the clips with Joe Rogan spewing all these n words. And she she called out her her label people said pull my music off Spotify pull it off I, I can't be can't be associated with this Spotify you pay Joe Rogan millions and he out here acting like that pull my music I don't need my point oh 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 three cents per stream I don't need it I'm doing fine by myself fast forward a couple days Indie <laughs> comes back out and she says Joe Rogan's not racist. <laughs> <laughs> He's a well. I forgot what she said, but it was, it was. Can you look it up so he can be factual? Yes, but she did say he wasn't racist. So she she seemingly goes against everything she had put out there mere days beforehand. Okay, what is this, Walker? I don't know. Why don't you ask Indiari? Okay, is Joe Rogan racist, Walker? She said, "I think." I don't think Joe Rogan is racist for using the N-word. I think he is insensitive for using it. So just don't use the word. Different tune than what she had before is all I'm saying. What did she say when she pulled it off? What When she pulled her, her content off of Spotify, what was she saying? Oh, you she was calling him a racist. She Did she basically call him that? Basically, yeah. Well, another part of her argument was that she felt Spotify could do better. They're willing to pay Joe Rogan a hundred million dollars, but only give the artist on their platform she did pennies. Like that was another point she was trying to make. If you could pay him a hundred million dollars, you can afford to pay the artists that you're paying all these pennies to more money. In addition to the racist stuff. Okay. You regret not you can, I mean, the, this, don't What you? the thing about it is, like, you can be you can be right about one thing and wrong about another. What's she right about? That Spotify can probably afford to pay the artists more for their streaming content if they can like just shell out a hundred million dollars to Joe Rogan for just some podcasts. Do you know how many downloads that dude gets? How much revenue does Spotify generate? 
I'm not saying Spotify is ethical in any way. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is it to me, I get why he's making what he's making. I really do. You tune in from time to time? Um, only time I tuned in was when, well, we'll talk about who he had as a guest on, but like the Chappelle's and stuff like that. Yeah, Kevin Hart on there too. I listen to that. Yeah, I tune yeah. into those, but I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not coming on there when Elon Musk is on there. I, I ain't got time man, for all that. getting lit when he's on there. I ain't yeah, got time for all that. That's man. when it jumps off. <laughs> like the Jordan Petersons and the whatnot, it jumps mm-hmm. off. Really? So, okay, let me ask y'all this. I'm going to throw this out there. I'm going to let you go. You think she's, she think NDRE was a plant? Yes. <laughs> you know what I like to feast on Walker. <laughs> Yes, man. Okay. Yes, one hundred percent. Where you were going? One hundred percent. Okay. Would you like to elaborate on that, or you just you just? Got I think I said. I think I said enough. If only that was simple. That he knew he was saying enough, and don't say anything else. Well, you cut to the chase. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing more to see here. Do you think he's racist? There's no wrong answer here. There's no wrong answer. There's no wrong response. Because I'm going to tell you, I'm tell you to, what I think. To me, I think if he were racist, Chappelle doesn't pull up. Hart doesn't pull up. Right? This is my thoughts, Walker. How many, time, how many conversations have you had with a racist? about it let's just think about it how many times have you talked to someone who probably is really a racist was that but that that the context of that walker it wasn't come into my house sit at the dinner table with me joe rogan was at Chappelle's dinner table well it's it's his professional dinner table okay right no i don't think he is i don't care that was evident from me. He can be racist <laughs> as far as I care. Whatever. Whatever. It's hard for me to say that with all the men words he spewed. Do you, but in some of them, he's calling was, himself it, an N word. It was a hit job. Like someone, like you don't have no context with any of this. It's a hit job based off of his vaccination podcast. It's a hit job. That's why, that's why I wanted to. I'm glad you got to the NDRE part because that that was the part I was more willing to discuss. I don't care about none of the other N-word part, like him saying the N-word. Whatever. Whatever. I I don't I don't I I'm I'm not I'm working on not getting as angry <laughs> when I hear or see white people do things that I don't understand. Okay? You said you're working on it. I'm working on it. And have a, and isn't this me Fair. working on it? Isn't this me working on it? Hey, I didn't go in. If that's I, what you I wanna, even, I, I told you I don't care. If that's what you want to call it, Walker, yes. Be provoked. Go ahead. Get your jokes off. Get your jokes off. You know I've come a long way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. I really don't. I, I honestly, <laughs> sincerely, that's, I'm not even being disingenuous. I don't care. Do you care about the next topic? Which is? I don't know. Shout outs! <laughs> did, did you, do you have yours for black history? I do. Oh. 
Walker, I've got Bessie Coleman. Oh, I know that name. Have you done this one before? Please don't tell me I have. Have you done this one before? Tell me what she is. Pilot? Oh, have I done (laughs) Bessie already? (laughs) I think you've done this one before. Either you've done it or I did it on IG. Let's see. I think you've done this one before. You are don't bad at this. tell me I've done Bessie. You've done e- You about to scroll back to last oh, year? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After some scrolling, too, man. We've been working out here. I think you're. I think you may be good. Continue. What about Bessie? Okay. I got Bessie Coleman Walker. Yes, she was. (laughs) She became the first black female to earn a pilot's license way back in 1921. Um, But her story is what has intrigued me, Walker. Her brother, a World War One veteran, told her upon his return that in France female pilots were superior to men when it comes to aviation. So uh, Bessie then tried to earn her pilot's license in the United States. She was swiftly denied, swiftly and repeatedly denied. So she did what any determined black woman back then would do. And the fact that she did this in the 20s gives, is just mind-blowing to me. But um, she made that trip to France. Stayed at France a few years, earned her pilot's license, flew in France, came back, flew in the U.S. Yeah, I think that was it. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to Bessie Coleman. Thanks for the cliffhanger. You know what I'm gonna say? <laughs> I had do, you, do I, I had to, to scoot no, to the edge of my seat for you I to had finish a, that? I had a note about her death, but that that just it it was too dark. It was very dark. Okay. Very dark. Well, you know, that's up your alley at times, even though you do it on accident. All right. My shout out goes to Robert Abbott. Robert Abbott founded a weekly newspaper called the Chicago Defender. One of the most important black newspapers in history. And he started this newspaper back in 1905. The success of the Chicago Defender made Abbott one of the nation's most prominent post-slavery black millionaires. What started off as a 25 cents in capital and a four-page pamphlet distributed strictly in black neighborhoods quickly grew into a readership that eclipsed half a million a week at its peak gatry. Numbers that mirror the Miami Herald and the Orlando Sentinel today. Now, the Defender was initially banned in the South due to its encouragement of African Americans to abandon the area and head north. But the Georgia native used a network of black railroad porters who would eventually become the Brotherhood of the Sleeping Car Porters 
to help distribute the paper in southern states. Now, after the influx of blacks into the Midwest following the Great Migration, Abbott and the Defender proceeded to turn their attention to other issues affecting blacks in the early 20th century. Things like Jim Crow segregation, um, certain presidents that, you know, did not mean well for black people. So it was a very conscious uh, paper, topics related to black people during that time. Shout out to Robert Abbott, an entrepreneur, a guy who was forward thinking, very successful businessman and a paper that helped to basically liberate blacks from the South and oppression back in the day. Who played themselves? Walker, I got Tony Clark. Who's that? Okay, sorry. I don't know if y'all heard the story or not. Um, Tony Clark hails from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Let me tell you about TC. TC thought it would be a good idea to stalk a family in his neighborhood. Hmm. Um, That sounds like a good start, right? Yeah, (laughs) right. So um, TC watches his family for weeks, mm-hmm. and um, upon his stalking and watching, he notices that it's been a few days since the family's been home. So TC does what anyone else in the situation does and says, you know, they've been gone. It's a prime time for me to enter this house that I don't need to be in. <laughs> so he goes, he proceeds to break a window, hmm. go into the house, make himself at home. According to reports, TC went so far as to prepare himself a meal, watch a movie, and lay down on the couch and take a nap. My man. That is where the family found him when they returned home. Here's where it gets crazy, Walker. TC, alarmed and in his underwear, pleads with the father of the family, pleads him, pleads with him, please. I did not mean to do this. I'm going to pay you for the broken window if you don't tell people that I broke into your home. So the father, according to reports, clever, cleverly obliges. Receives the 200 bucks from TC. TC proceeds to walk out the back door in his underwear. But all oh, TC, dude, you got to do your homework. TC left a bag there that he... That accompanied him when he broke in. Did you hear that with the a- AR-15? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the father, father of the family, uh, <laughs> quickly commandeered the AR-15 and the rest of his belongings and called the cops like they should. As you should. As yes. you should. Um, so without leaving any identification, it was concerned of how they're going to find TC or link this to him. Thank you, Ring doorbell cameras and home perimeter cameras. TC was seen clear as day on surveillance footage. It was quickly apprehended. TC, I don't you know what to say. That's special. Our criminals got to do better. Do they? No, they don't. Sorry. I just realized what I just said. I mean, I know what you meant, yeah, but the, yeah. yeah. Okay. You heard what I heard. Um, 
My player of the week is doesn't have a name, but it's still special. It's a 20-year-old from Akron, Ohio. Now, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but Canada has enforced some strict COVID laws, okay? Uh, one of which includes a mask mandate, mandatory mask mandate, okay? Which has led to protests, people pushing back against it. Canadians? Canadians. Canadians are like enforcing some strict COVID laws. Um, I, I don't know if there's been outbreaks or what's going on, but the government is like. They're not playing. They're not playing. So this has led to protest. And this 20-year-old decided that, you know what? I'm going to join in the protest. And I am going to, I'm going to protest the Capitol in uh, Ottawa over the mask mandate. And he's going to do his part by calling in a bomb threat. So police would waste their time chasing it. Now, he calls, and it's Canada. What are they going to do, right? <laughs> That's wrong. <laughs> I mean, they're like they're going to they're going to cross the border over in COVID-infested America and take their chances, right? Right. Okay. Here's the problem. This dumb dumb looked up Ottawa and called the first one he saw, and ended up calling Ottawa in the states. Okay. It's a village in Ohio Actually close by Called him twice Let them know that he was upset about These mandates That they didn't enforce And that there's a bomb The sheriff's office said it, was, it will now ask the county prosecutor To consider charges against this man Khaled Congratulations You played yourself that's all. You still don't think our criminals got to do better? In life, yes. <laughs> so you got to be, you got to be and more. In their criminality, no. No. That, is that a word, Black? I don't think so, but okay. criminal instinct's probably the better term. Yeah, with their behavior. Behavior, there you go. Their criminal behavior. Yeah, we'll eventually get to it. Thank God I'm here, right? <laughs> It's yeah, been a long weekend for me. Criminality. It's a, it's a word? Behavior that is contrary oh, to or forbidding by criminal law. Look at you. Thanks, Shades Valor. You're welcome from Google. <laughs> what? Your face set it up. What, 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 I do? What, I, what I do? Your face set it up. Okay. Continue on. How are we looking on time? Uh... Okay. You got something else? Yes. Okay. May the Lord watch between me and thee. While we're absent one from another, go in peace. Have an amazing rest of your week. Be safe out there. And as always, I'm Caesar Walker. That guy across the table from me is Ronnie Gatry. And we are the Tipping Point Podcast. Thanks again for listening. <laughs> <laughs>